Are we recording? Yes, we are. Yes, yes, we are recording. Uh, so anyway, what did you think, guys? Uh, I loved Mank. Um, listen, it's a, it's a great movie. You should all okay. see it. Are you okay? Are you malfunctioning right now? Oh. We're not talking about Mank, and you didn't love Mank, so... Yeah, I almost accidentally yanked my internet cable out, and I was like, this is the main yeah. conversation. Um, Oopsies. There we go. There we go. I'm going to lose friends. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I was yeah. hoping to get some on jokes in it. Uh, yes, uh, we're talking about nobody today, and what nobody knows won't hurt them, I guess that's the name of the game. A uh, fun movie for a change, right, huh, Kathy? It was, it, was, it was really fun, and what was interesting is I don't very often describe such a violent movie as being fun <laughs> so kind of an interesting dynamic there because it's pretty bloody and kind of gory at times but it's also just kind of lighthearted at the same time it is what do you think guest number one <laughs> uh i've been planning to watch it but not willing to drop the money and that was that was worth it yeah it was just a lot of fun it was just purely entertaining i've been binging this and that all you know all pandemic and it was just like same kind of thing it didn't even occur to me all the gore and the violence i was talking to my folks and saying yeah i saw this movie you should probably one of you is not going to be able to watch most of that movie. <laughs> you're wasting half your money yeah thank goodness for that and and that is where we roll the credits however for the people on youtube this is just a moment where we pause in silence while i gather my thoughts and then prepare to say. They yell about directors, yell about the plot, yell about the acting, but they also talk a lot. But mostly Josh and Cassie yell about the movies. Hey guys and gals, Cassie here. I'm going to interrupt for a, just a quick second and give a shout out to our sponsor, which is Sweet Heat chocolates you guys have heard me talk about sweet heat before right sweet heat is a small chocolate specialty shop located in the village of greendale wisconsin they are handmade spicy chocolates you can you can choose how hot you want them to be and let me tell you sweet heat is like the og in the spicy chocolate game and by that i mean they were literally the first in the country possibly even the world and it's just really an awesome place support small businesses i work with the owner and yeah he's an awesome dude so you can visit their website at sweetheatchocolates.com there you can also find a link to their etsy page they also have a facebook page you can check out so that is sweetheatchocolates.com all right guys back to the show Welcome back to Josh and Cassie Yell About Movies, everyone. Thanks so much. I'm Josh, a freelance entertainment journalist. And to my left is Cassie. <laughs> to your left. That's right. To the left. To, to the, the left. left. On YouTube, is to your left. If you're listening to the audio, you'll be totally confused. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm Cassie. I'm TV newser, yoga instructor, <laughs> uh, freelance entertainment journalist, just like Josh. Oh, that's and great. And just Josh's bestie, really, if we're yeah. being honest. Like, Josh's BFF, right? Yeah. He texted <laughs> me this week. Anyway, and coming to our stage, you know, our next comic, you guys, uh, give it up. Big hand for John <laughs> Savoy, all the way from California. John, how are you? Uh, good. I haven't heard that in about a year. So yeah. I know. Refreshing. I wanted to. I, I was, was to feel... like, how do I introduce? What do I do? I, I, yeah. I vaguely remember leaving this room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, John, I, uh, I I wanted you to feel, you know, welcome. So our next comic, you know, so. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
That's right. I'm also uh, amazed. It seems brighter for you guys on the East Coast right now. I'm in the middle of California. I look like I'm I'm in a cave doing an Al Qaeda video. I don't I'm, with a nice <laughs> door behind me, but I'm in Milwaukee. I'm not actually okay. on the East Coast, so we have every really every part of the country. I guess represented. I, uh, <laughs> I'm using this massive light here. That's I'm using is. this thing I'm about to return. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. Anyway, so you guys, John is too shy to admit it, but uh, he was referred to us by Kelly Dwyer, who does our fantastic theme song. So we're really looking forward to having John on the show with us. And Kelly will be here with us next week. Anyway, let's kick it off with John. John, your initial thoughts on nobody. I wasn't sure what I was getting into going in. I thought it was going a couple different directions. I tried to avoid seeing anything about it because mm -hmm. trailers can just ruin it but yeah once it took off it just it kept taking off they rolled out the cartoonishness nice and slow i like how in the beginning they set the expectation that we live in a world where there are police <laughs> you have the two cops in the beginning when he has the break-in and then the rest of this movie, when people are just getting beaten and shot and stabbed <laughs> and killed all over town high-speed chases explosions not a single cop, not a single pursuit, <laughs> nobody making a call. The streets are empty. And, you know, COVID times, I don't know. Nobody I, had a mask. They all took the night off. How much did you love Bob Odenkirk, though, in this movie? Yeah, the whole time I was thinking, if I was reading this script, would I ever in a million years be like, <laughs> you know, who would be great for this? Bob, Bob Odenkirk. Oh, yeah. Totally. No. Like, Absolutely. But he they said the awesome. same thing about Bruce Willis as an action star. They're like, Bruce Willis never going to work. That Die Hard was going to get laughed out of theaters. Nobody wants like, no, Bruce Willis, the guy from Moon, not going to happen. Moonlighting? <laughs> exactly. He can move, too. Bob Odenkirk can move in that. He was he, like, I was going to say, was he, looked, doing it. Yeah. he looked like he lost weight. He looked fit in this movie. Like, But he gained age. His face looked aged, but his body was moving like a much younger man. Sure, yeah. No, I, I thought, you know... I won't say daddy, but, but I'm going to say it. He was a little daddy. <laughs> he was a little okay. daddy in this movie. Wow. We got our first daddy yeah. sighting of the podcast. Okay. Hey, somebody beat me too. Uh, That's okay. Okay. Let's, let's get into it. Like I said, we're a weekly movie review podcast that likes to talk about current movies that you guys are talking about to maybe part of the conversation. Uh, and people who listen to it seem to like it. So if you like us, uh, tell a friend and all that jazz. So uh, the movie opens. We get, we get the credits. There. <laughs> All right. Josh is cracking okay. himself up. Are you okay, dude? Oh my god. They were gosh. funny credits. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Thursday. What's I don't know what it was. Uh, <laughs> the very beginning is. Uh, it's it's one of those Quentin Tarantino like flash forward <laughs> flashback deals where he's all beat up. He has a cat. The cat drinks milk out of a little can. He puts on the table. I think it's and tuna, then you know a guy yeah. and a girl. It's it's actually a yeah, can it wasn't a small can. But, of <laughs> but regardless, whatever it is, he opens it. Tuna fish. You're right. It's tuna fish. There you go. Tuna fish. And you know, so Bob Odenkirk's face looks like he came out of a horror film, and he's smoking a cigarette, holding a cat. And the detectives say, "So who are you?" And he says, "Nobody." And then the credits roll. Okay, so that's it. He's nobody. And then, as it turns out, that's uh, actually his code name, which is. Pretty cartoonish, as uh, as John aptly pointed out. And then 
I can't remember the beginning. Probably the basically the film is trying to set him up like you guys were saying. He's like an every man, he's an every man, he's no man, he's nobody. Good thing he's not Dark Man. I've been waiting for years for the sequel to that. Maybe this is secretly the sequel to Dark Man. They re- okay, never mind. Forget That's just another conversation that we will have. I don't have. know what that yeah, is. So, so, I got yeah. some thoughts on that. It's, it's a much <laughs> different movie. Forget oh. it. Anyway. Yeah, so it's uh doing the the Tom Hanks every man as an action star idea. Except they they crank it up to eleven, as as John said, with the uh, with cartoonish violence. But at the beginning, they show him as a guy who doesn't even want to, who seems to be afraid of uh, two people who rob his house. His son gets in there and grabs one of them with a chokehold, and Bob Odenkirk sneaks up behind one of them with a with a golf club. Doesn't take the swing, and for the next fifteen minutes, everybody mm-hmm. in his life gives him yeah. shit about it. They're like, "I didn't take the swing. What? I would have taken the swing. You know, you mean you know, yeah, I would have taken the swing." So he doesn't take the swing. What, uh, I what mean, did you, you guys could think tell, about that? You could tell that he knew he wasn't in any real danger. I think it just took a minute, but you know, before it was revealed to the audience, the reason why, right? I thought it was to protect his son. Like he oh, didn't want to swing and have sure. the, you know what I mean? I, like, thought, I thought he right? like, he and the woman like recognized each other or something like that. I thought they figured oh, out who the other but- were. That was, that was the idea that I got. Okay. But in the end, it tur- it turned out that he yeah. saw that there were no bullets, right? He saw that gun wasn't loaded, which is what it turned out. Yeah, we find that later. So what clues do we have at the beginning? Because I've forgotten the beginning because I did. Uh, this is the first movie I watched in theaters, by the way. I watched it with my dad. Uh, normally, I watch these movies at home, pause them and take notes. But you can't do that when you're watching a real movie. You have to be like a professional and write it in a pencil. I don't know. I can't even write with pencil You went anymore, to the theater. That's exciting. That's a discussion in itself. <laughs> That's awesome. It was pretty exciting. <laughs> uh, here's, here's, a pro, here's a pro tip. If you go to the theater uh, at 4 o'clock with your dad, it'll be like it always was because no one's watching yeah. a movie at 4 o'clock on a yeah. Thursday cool. or whatever. There you go. Was there a clue at the very beginning? Oh, b- besides the part where he says he's nobody, was, uh, was there a clue other than that that he was like somebody who could really – you know, just take these guys out with no problem. I didn't see it. I mean, the, I guess the only thing would be him sitting there alive at what's presumably the end with scratches and bruises and somebody else is probably not alive. But even at that point, when he started talking to the radio, I'm thinking, okay, maybe that's hallucination. Maybe he has, mm-hmm. it, they're setting up some kind of mental thing where he has a fantasy life. But yeah, luckily didn't know anything. So the progression just took. Yeah. I didn't either. I didn't know much going into it either. Oh, yeah. The voice on the radio turned out to be a friend of his. We see at the end of the movie. Yes, he was very real. He was very real. (laughs) (laughs) That never crossed my mind that he might be fake. My my mind never even went there. I just took it all at face value, actually. Oh, yeah, me too. John, were you thinking he might have been like a voice in the table? Yeah, just kind of his fantasy world that he retreats into because of his mundane, you know, existence. That would have been interesting. That would have been an interesting, like, whole other movie, honestly. Like, kind of like a Walter oh, Mitty situation. So you, <laughs> yeah, like falling down. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, so you just kind of, well, yeah, goes this. off on this. Right. Oh, exactly. Exactly. So you didn't think he was a train killer. You thought he was just a guy who got fed up and snapped one day. I didn't know it was going to go to train killer until I think he got to the tattoo shop. Or maybe no, maybe with the dad when he's saying there's something I got to do and there's that kind of unspoken, you know, everything. Okay. <laughs> Chris Lloyd, inarticulate gibberish. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, that is dad. Yeah, Christopher so Lloyd. great. great. I love uh, Christopher Lloyd so much. Yep his his head looks different than his it used head to. Looks different than it yeah, used to. Yeah, I I think it's better. I think it's it, yeah. it conforms to the skull more now. The gravity is very slimming. Yeah, it's it's the it's the one point twenty one gigawatts that did it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
There you go. I, okay, I actually think of Taxi. Jeff. Like that's that's one of my favorite shows. I love Taxi. Yes. Really? You know, I'm an old soul, kind of in in some ways. Right, but I've I've never no? seen a full episode. I recommend it. I I do too. I just have not seen a full episode. Anyway. So after they break in, and his uh, his son and his wife and the cops and people at work, oh, there's these quick scenes of him like going to work. You see for like one second, and he's like, he's at a mill. He's checking in. He's checking out. He's drinking coffee. He's missing, missing. Garbage. Oh yeah, the garbage. Uh, uh, the trash truck every single morning. Like I guess he hadn't th- he hadn't thought of putting the trash out the night before. The invention hadn't occurred to him. That's fine. Uh, it just makes it look like a sad sack and everybody feels bad. Yeah, he can rig up this entire, like, death trap museum. But, like, yeah, but he can't, like, take the trash out. Exactly. He's burying hand grenades in the floor. You know, he could, you know, he can make anything out of dynamite. He can MacGyver the crap out of it, but he can't put the trash out the night before. Right. How many moving parts? It's a lot. Okay, so he gets an old FBI badge from his dad, Christopher Lloyd, who's an FBI agent, and he goes around to all the tattoo shops in town because one of the robbers had a tattoo on the wrist we could see, and the reason he leaves is because his daughter wants to know where a kitty yeah, cat bracelet that's is, what you guys. Sets him off. She said they wouldn't have taken that, would they? And he's just like, yeah. I gotta go kill 50 people. Right, that's he it. turns into like, like yeah, yeah John Wick, yes. like when his puppy gets killed, you know, like it was that kind of a thing, like like it just like sets him off. Where he finally gets the clue is he gets to a tattoo shop and it's run by all these military guys and one of them re- realizes it's not a real FBI badge, but the other veteran recognizes his tattoo that we see and then realizes he's like a trained killer and then he leaves the room and like locks the door and then everybody gets the idea that maybe they shouldn't mess with this guy. So he gets the... uh he gets the clue to find out where the, the people that stole the kitty cat bracelet was. He scares them. He does not get the, back the kitty cat bracelet. And then they didn't he actually gets on, have it, right? Well, I mean, they didn't, did they have it? They, no. They don't have yeah. it. We find it later in the film somehow in a, in a, in a scene that, was, that makes no sense. But then but what happens is uh, he gets in a little bit of a fight with them and then winds up in a bus to go home for some reason. Did he wreck his car? I can't remember. What happened? Anyway. Uh, he gets in a bus, and that's where the movie he needed, actually starts. I, the bus scene was my favorite scene. That's where it actually starts. Go ahead, walk us through okay. it, John. Um, so he's sitting on the bus in the in the back, and there is uh, like one other person there, right? It's like a young woman, and then the bus driver. Oh, and the and the big guy who somehow was intimidated by oh sure the yeah guy he, who got in his face, and he just got, like he stepped book, on his right? book, and he just like <laughs> I don't need that book anymore, and yeah, yeah his and way off the bus. So he so. There's this group of what, like five guys, five younger guys outside. They're really like rowdy, yeah. really rowdy, and like too, like so. you can tell they're up to no good. And and his internal dialogue is, uh, you know, sometimes when God closes a door, yeah. he opens a window, and God, I hope and hope he opens this fucking window or something like that. Like he yeah. just he is out oh, for blood. He is like. Great job, <laughs> he, yeah. oh, I love that. You, he just the, the whole thing is following these two people that robbed him, and then that just goes. Ah, oh, you know what? Uh, they got a sick kid. Leave him alone. Yeah. And then just the conflict just comes from just five guys. You just decide I'm going to take it out on these five guys. Exactly. And I he's 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 thrilled that they're awful, and there they are, right there for him to to just beat the shit out of basically. And another, yeah, and another one go. of my favorite, like one of my favorite moments in the whole film was when he is 
He Just is. Yeah, that was good. Um, yeah. <laughs> medically speaking, that was interesting, I guess. So <laughs> no, but it's before the fighting starts and they're all uh, harassing the young woman and he is standing up there and they look at him, you know, kind of be- bemused, like, what's this guy doing? And he takes out the gun and then just drops all the bullets like i don't know oh, yeah that's right like you up but that was uh, that was like my favorite part in the whole movie i think i thought that was awesome i like right after when he gets yeah. thrown out of the window after subduing all five guys maybe killing one or two and then he's laying there struggling to breathe blood coming out of his mouth he gets up and starts limping away and gets right back on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope, I'm not done killing you guys. And then finally the girl runs out. Finally. <laughs> it took her a while. Yeah. <laughs> and then after he finishes killing almost all of them, except for the one guy he leaves alive with a tracheotomy, he sees the bus driver and he says like, you know, a cheesy line that would have been not out of place in an 80s film, like seat taken <laughs> or he didn't have a ticket, you know, something like that, you know, just like some corny line. And I can't remember what it was, but for the fact that her bus was just like, she's just like, are you okay? Like, I, I feel like I she was left like, them on the right. bus. She saw you know, they there and they're screaming. And she, she would be like, oh God, how, how am I going to explain this? Yeah. That. You let them on. You saw they yeah. had it. Just keep going. She must. <laughs> She was probably filming it for YouTube Pro, yeah. instead of calling she the police. She was probably live on Facebook started. that <laughs> entire time. They only have the two yeah. cops at a time. Budget cuts. <laughs> yeah. I think the whole that's, movie was propaganda whole... against abolishing the police. Like you see what happens when you got two cops. <laughs> that's I, I did just suddenly it's painted in a different light now. I don't know how I feel about the film. <laughs> wow! Wow! Okay. You know, if you have a lot of cups, that's a lot of fun. But if you have two cups and you and you get rid of a lot of cups, that's defunding the police. That's what that is. Defunding. Not as much fun. All right. Anyway. Uh, yeah. No. No. On, on. <laughs> defunding. I made that up on we, the spot, we you guys. That's the original. <laughs> we worked on that defunding. before we got here. Okay. Okay. Great. Uh, defunding the police. Thanks for the thanks for the tip, John. Okay. So, anyway, so the the movie starts at that point. Because it turns out those guys are like part of this mm-hmm. Russian mob. And then we go to this Russian nightclub and we see this really cool gangster get off the street, just walk like he's in traffic, like he doesn't care if he gets hit. He doesn't get hit. He he walks through like this uh, this curtain to the back. He finally gets yeah. to the stage and he starts singing. And he's it's pretty, pretty cool. Good, it's actually. pretty cool scene. Pretty I mean, it follows him for quite a while. Yeah. And it, it yeah. Right, yeah. This long tracking shot. Yeah. No dancing going on. You think yeah. He's, Right, you you assume he's like the boss or somebody there to kill the boss. You know he's right? bad, then, like he looks bad. And then, uh, right, and then if there was enough hysterical carnage just a minute ago, this guy gives it. The um, he's he's also he's the owner and the bodyguard of this club, and one of the other guys says, "Oh, I don't know, you're singing so much, maybe you can't really defend us." So he he finds like the toughest guy in the room, and then he like just stabs him in the face with a broken bottle and smashes his face into it and kills him and just. Which is actually surprisingly funny. I know, that's, um, yeah, right? That's what I mean. Uh, it's weird. All the, the violence and the gore has is weirdly humorous. Cartoonist yeah. level of violence. Basically, at that point, he eventually finds out who nobody is. And then he comes to his house to kill him. And that's like half the movie. <laughs> yeah, well, so the guy who he gave the, the tracheotomy, as you called it, um, turns out to be his brother. Did you guys think at first it was his son? Yeah. I. I assumed it was his son. A nephew or some kind of thing. Yeah, yeah it looked like there was yeah. like a very significant age difference. It didn't it didn't seem like he cared about them because <laughs> 50 years he went into the hospital room. 
right. And, 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 and everybody else that was alive, he started hitting them with chairs. He comes in the room and that was funny. The when he threw the, guy's when he threw the chair, like, the guys had the first time I laughed really hard. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "What happened?" And they were like, "Well, there was one guy." He's like, "One guy!" And he throws the chair. He doesn't believe him. Yeah, just hits him with the chair repeatedly. It's like wrestling. That's why you laugh. It's like yeah. wrestling. That's all it is. Uh, scripted wrestling. It's a good time. So eventually he has a contact. He has an inside man at the FBI who does a lot of digging. He, he finds the passcode nobody. Which <laughs> Well, it's this is this is the one that he blackmails, kind of, right? He like sends all those. And it was in the, in the basement right. file he, he, where he knew exactly where to look for it. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't access yeah. it from the computer. Okay. Yeah. He knew the exact corner, the exact shoebox that they kept that in. Listen, uh, I mean, a lot of movies are a series of coincidences. Coincidences. This one doesn't even pretend. They're just like, yeah. and then this happened, okay? And then this happened, just okay? It's, it's yeah. a movie, you know. As soon as Bob Odenkirk started killing Worthless. people, I suspended disbelief. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> and meanwhile, after each segment, he hears like a voice on the radio, like you guys said. It turns out to be RZA from the Wu-Tang Clan. One of the f- one of the few remaining Wu Tang Clan members Wait, I had to interview. Is by that, the way. It was the guy from the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was RZA. Oh, okay. I yeah, didn't. RZA. I didn't know who that was. Yeah, there's RZA, Jizz of the Genius, and Liquid Swords. It's a great album. You should look it up. <laughs> Seminal and hip hop and all right. Anyway, um, slightly before my time, I think. That's okay. It's it's fine. Okay. Liquid Swords. It's great. Um, yeah, so he is he's advising him. He's like, yo, maybe you want to slow your roll or whatever, you know? Are you sure you want to come out of this? Just, you know, this kind of like, uh, he's kind of hyping him up. He's not sure. He's he's like his corner man almost. Like, oh, yeah, it's he really is like, he's like a boxer. And uh, the guy, the voice in the radio is like his corner man trying to hype him up a little bit mm. for the next round. That's what it feels like. And then uh, a whole, several, several vans full of uh, black cars show up at his house. He tells his family to go to the basement. And then it just proceeds to kill like eight people in his house in a variety of hysterical uh, wire foo ways. I want you guys to describe this killing scene um, in the house. I wanted to say something about his wife. Can I say something about his wife? Oh, absolutely. She didn't he have a lot of lines. But, but I just wanted to say that I really appreciated the fact that they cast a, like a hot, like older, age appropriate woman to play his wife because I'm. It gets a little old seeing like Amanda Seyfried play the wife of every 50 year old guy, 50, 55 year old guy. You know what I mean? I just, I, I appreciated it. She was gorgeous, but it was just, just nice. Like, you know? That's, yeah. That's true. That's, as, as a woman watching true. it, that was my, that, I noticed it right away. By the way, Amanda Seyfried was age appropriate for that last movie, by the way. She really is 38. And She's so was 34. The character she was Amanda playing. Seyfried is 34. Very, yeah, but she could play 38. So, <laughs> okay, she played Kevin Bacon's wife in a horror movie that came out in the last like year or so. Anyway, I digress. Okay, yeah. well, that's not fair. It was that's weird. Not, that's not fair. It's not, it's not fair that men with a lot of money rule the world. It's not, but anyway, so yeah. digressing. Um, I liked her. That's that was my comment. Yes. I liked the wife. <laughs> Thank you. She did a commendable role that I do not remember much <laughs> of, John. Any thoughts? Uh, I remember her in Devil's Advocate, so my, I'm always watching when she's on the screen. That, that was the same one. She was in Gladiator and Devil's Advocate. I believe she was also in um, Wonder Woman, right? Is she is she in Wonder Woman? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what spurred the IMDb search that made me connect those dots okay. <laughs> recently. Yeah. I, I almost wish that she had joined in. Like, I almost wish that she um, got to do some, like, fighting and some some ass kicking you're right that was another one of Good my point. thoughts watching this is it was kind of a boy club 
You know what? Hold on. I'm going to I'm going to high five Cassie on that one. After he killed all those people, he should have let his family out of the basement. Secretly, they're all killers. They've been training. Even the little girl. You know what I mean? The kid had a mean headline. Right. And now they have to break. And and they should have all come together for the last fight scene. Instead, it's his Mm. dad and Riza who show up mysteriously at this warehouse. Yeah. Oh, I laughed every time Chris like, Boy shot someone. I know. Like, He's doing like next to nothing. Just, it was just. <laughs> I, he did. I know. There was no kickback. Oh, yeah, right. He just stood Hold there. Got, sorry, yeah, yeah. We got to back up and talk about when they tried to kill Crystal Lloyd in yeah. the in the, the nursing yeah, yeah, home. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, where are we at the nursing home? Yeah, we got to talk about that first. That was so funny. <laughs> oh yeah, when the uh, the nurse okay, is so... sleeping and uh, two guys come in. He yeah. Takes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, no, no, sticks his finger behind the firing pin of the gun, catches yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, shot- it's a shotgun. Yeah. A then blast the two guys. The guy comes in. You got to turn that TV down. He's holding the guy down, just smothering him. Yeah. <laughs> so great. It was so great. That's such uh, such Tom uh, and Jerry levels of comedy. It was a lot of fun. Lloyd is a national treasure. Like every day that he is still on this earth with us, I feel like we are all just so blessed <laughs> to be alive in the same timeline as Christopher Lloyd. So after that, nobody. For some reason, decides to track down the club and burn the however much money they were holding in cash in this club, which is a front for an underground drug running smuggling operation of some sort. They had millions, hundreds of millions of dollars in physical cash, and he burned yeah, it all. That's that's hard to watch in these uh, uncertain times. I'm sitting there. I'm like, give me one of those. Oh my god, that would fix all my problems. Right? Give me one no, stack. Come on. Once, yeah. <laughs> I'm living on credit. Give me one of those. <laughs> Yeah, or one of those gold bars that he bought that yeah, warehouse yeah. with. You yeah, know? at least he didn't burn those. Yeah. <laughs> right. He burned down a lot. He, burn he did over. Yeah, he, he did overpay for the uh, the manufacturing plant. I feel like he could have. Yeah, he, he didn't. He didn't burn them. <laughs> How's this much gold? <laughs> <laughs> he could have underplayed that hand. I know. It's like, what are you like a pirate or something? Just like gold bars? Like what? Start at two and then <laughs> negotiate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was making a Star Wars joke. I said it's too bad he didn't burn them down because it would have made a great suit of Beskar oh. armor. <laughs> Missed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Anyway, was, <laughs> I have a I have a wedding to wedding to plan, a wife to kill. <laughs> I'm swamped. So yeah, he kills everybody <laughs> in no, wait, I have no idea which wait, scene you're talking on. about. That could be just <laughs> Okay, sorry, sorry. Jump Okay, after 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 Christopher Lloyd shoots uh, the two people in the nursing home, nobody takes it upon himself. He burns all the money. And then he goes to where the henchman is singing and dancing at the club. He sits in the front row, gets this really expensive meal, and the bad guy, whatever his name is, sees him, and they have this big face-off. And then basically they're asking, "What is he doing there?" What uh, you know? And it turns out he he takes his his napkin off the plate and he's holding what we assume to be like a mm-hmm. giant yeah, a claymore mine. Sort, it's like yeah, they, like a booby trap. Yes, yeah. claymore mine. Yes, yeah. So. And then he gets a one-on-one meeting with him, and he, for some reason, he, he tries to suggest he should just give up, take his uh, his nest money, and go to Cancun or something, and live a new life. <laughs> you know, after killing all these people, just he, he decided to be friends with the bad guy because he respected his fighting style or singing. What did you make of that, John? Uh, it made sense in light of that whole conversation about the guy who... Like he got that conference when he sat down, the guys who were nearly dead, and because apparently he likes to monologue to people right before they die. 
that was that was funny. That was a funny like running joke. I liked that. Yeah, that was like, pretty funny. He's doing that whole build up with how he got out of the life and he's about <laughs> to set off the booby trap and burn the house down and he's he's in the middle of the story and he's like and then I let the guy and the guy's dead. <laughs> I'm just gonna finish the goddamn story and yeah. burn the house down. Oh, that's that's right. At his <laughs> at his house, right? At his house, he's talking to all those guys and and uh, as they're dying, and then he looks. Yeah, and then, and then he finds the bracelet. His daughter's bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. The kitty cat bracelet uh, was on one of those four guys that uh, tried to kill him in his house. Yes. Why would they have I think taken the bracelet? The I, I was gonna say I think maybe the bracelet was just lost, like, and it was just under the couch. Because why would they have had the bracelet? <laughs> I think he might have just, I think maybe like it was like kicked under the couch and they found, I'm just now thinking about that actually. Uh, <laughs> I think it was just laying on the floor. Maybe, like could be, could be, or, you know, or maybe the two, uh, the two robbers at the beginning were part of the gang somehow. Who knows? <laughs> Probably not. Anyway, I like your theory. Uh, I like your theory. Yeah. So, oh, also there's this funny thing with uh, one of the henchmen is a black Russian and uh, when he's introduced, everybody's like, I never heard of a black Russian before. What are you doing hanging out with a black guy, essentially? And he's like, whoa, 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 he's Russian. <laughs> so um, they just throw that out there. And then after nobody kills him, he looks at him and says, I've never seen a black Russian before. And right before the guy dies, he says, I, yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah. It's an underrepresented community. And, uh, it's, you know, it's exactly. about time, you know, congratulations to this. Yeah. <laughs> It's about time. It, it is. It's about time. That's right. Uh, black Russians unite. There's, I know white Russians. Is there a black Russian too? It is actually, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good one. It's a good drink. Um, okay. So the, the bad guy does not agree to uh, to retire to Cancun. And nobody leaves because of the Claymore mine he has. He, he gets in a car. Oh, by the way, he's stolen his next door neighbor's car. His uh, flashy, like, 72 Mustang, something like that. His next door neighbor who made fun of him earlier. For not uh, hitting hitting the robber with a club, he stole the guy's car earlier to go on this uh, this wild journey, and it turns into a big uh, uh, a car racing scene, which I can't remember much about before it gets to the warehouse. Was there much of a chase I just, scene? I don't remember. I that. mean, I, I remember when he first out. gets in the car, he says to himself some sort of cheesy like zero to sixty, huh? Like we'll see about that or something like that. You know, it, it was one well, of those. He was repeating the right. other guy. Yeah. He was I know. The neighbor, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like yeah. one of those things where I felt like, like I'm about to find the fuck out. Yeah, like yeah. like I don't know if someone in that scenario really would have said it out loud. I feel like it was one of those like more of for the audience than. No. <laughs> but yeah that's the part that i remember for well, he sure. took the time to say it too it's like, right you, you just burned your house down like my neighbors don't seem concerned but then again no cops so you know <laughs> yeah where are the sirens I mean, gosh uh, like what exactly the, the two cops <laughs> are on the lunch. It's just a libertarian uh, paradise you know? where there's just there's no public services. Nobody's like, alive. There's like the purge. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and when his house burned down, everybody just came out. You and saw they were taking pictures there, of yeah. it instead of calling the police. So, you know that? <laughs> so I'm trying to think of what happened in the, uh, in the car. Well, he did do that kind of that thing in the alley where he was jammed in and then he threw the seat back and it was machine gunning the one thing and trying yeah, to line right. up the car that's and hit right. the other guy. And then he, Slingshots yeah, the car the, into the other cars. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, we get some uh, some classic, ridiculous, fast and furious type uh, style like car racing going around the alley scenes. Those were fun, and then it sets up for the end the end scene at this big warehouse, which he's bought earlier. The warehouse that he used to work at, 
which he purchases with these gold bars, which he suddenly had. Suddenly, you know, I ain't surprised. You know, even though, yeah, anyway, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter. And then for some reason, the, the boss's son, he buys, tries to punch him for some reason, and he ducks and hits a guy in the stomach just to show he's actually yeah. could have yeah. beat him up the whole time, <laughs> I, I guess. That. that was a little weird. He's a little weird. He's like, hey, I let you off easy or something. I don't know what it what, what that well, was. Well, he all was. About, they were all like family, right? Because didn't didn't they? Yeah, say... yeah. The father-in-law and the brother. Yeah, yeah. They were related. Father and son. And yeah, yeah. So there's probably just like a weird, like you know, family know. dynamic there. Like yeah. So yeah. and who's gonna look at a pile of gold bars yeah, so and be it, like, yo, we built this place with our sweat and our tits. Yeah, and that's a pile of gold bars. <laughs> yeah. One of these days, I mean, I feel like we're going to have to move into the 21st century and they're going to have to start using like Bitcoin in movies or something like that, right? Uh-oh. Like how much longer? How much longer can we use gold bars? Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but do you think we can uh, make this podcast I don't know. An I still don't know what an NFT is. We might be doing uh, it right now. I'm yeah, what is it? An- I've heard so many I'm people trying my best. use that expression, and I don't know what it means. And I've avoided looking it up because I'm lazy. It's it's not an expression, but I wish it was, I wish it was NFW because then it would stand for no effing way. I know NSFW, well, not safe for work. Token, so that doesn't make it make any more sense. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Say it again, John. I was, Sorry, I was non-fungible token. So that really just it sheds zero light yeah. on it. Okay. Because mostly you're probably used to fungible tokens. Now, I, here's where they're different. Fungible. Yeah. That's a weird word. <laughs> fungible. <laughs> fungible. That's a, that's a new word. <laughs> it's a good word. I like that. Oh, I like words. Okay, I found it. No, I found an uh, okay. article. I'm I'm learning all about NFTs right now. Thank you so much. Yeah. There you go. Um, it's unique wow. and can't be replaced Great. with something else. In a in a way, aren't we all okay, non-fungible? I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, I have my fungible oh, days. That's... Yeah, I feel Great. very fungible. Okay, so he's that's fine. So, <laughs> so he's uh he's he's booby trapped the warehouse. He sets it up for a final Rambo like confrontation because he can do that because not only was he trained as a killer, he was also trained as a <laughs> as a survivalist apparently to set up booby traps like Rambo. Right, exactly. And then his dad uh, shows up looking really excited and he looks a lot like Fester <laughs> Adams uh in that in that scene by the way I noticed because he's all skinny and excited he's, so he's like and then Riza and then Riza shows up in a trench coat oh he's oh uh, at the at the warehouse nobody is fighting the henchman and you think he's in trouble because he gets shot he's he's back behind a barricade and all of a sudden like Riza starts uh, shooting with a sniper rifle through the the top of the building and then that's how you know he's there nobody runs inside and then the final scene starts. It's like yeah. a video game. Uh, John Walker. The one thing I got to commend, I don't know if those were Russian cars, but the seating capacity on those cars <laughs> was incredible because I counted six or eight cars after a couple got demolished. And there were like 150. Every time I'm thinking, oh, they really thinned out. The- nope, there's 50 more guys coming through the door. <laughs> and it, just, it was just nonstop. I think they didn't have that many cars. I guess they're Russian clowns. They came yeah. up on the surface and they all just packed in. I don't know where they had room for the rifles. <laughs> I I don't know. And whatever happened to just torching the building and being done with it instead of like going in there after a guy, you sure. know? But hey, that would have been a lot too, like okay. way too Sorry easy. For... <laughs> Not as... well when you have when you have that many henchmen, they become fungible. So you can really just kind of just throw <laughs> yes. them all at a problem, and you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> 
Wow, I like that. That's, that. That might be the first callback. Uh, but that joke, was good. Yeah. Was oh good. my gosh. You can tell you're a comedian. Yep. Very good. Very good. Um, <laughs> we get the we get some nice moves from uh, 85 year old <laughs> yeah. Mr. Lloyd with the with the shotgun doing like barrel rolls and just and again zero wow. like kickback um, with the shotgun. I've never fired a shotgun, but I'm pretty yeah, sure right. they really like push you back, right? But not him. Especially when you take the barrel off, it's gonna like, it's gonna yeah, it's, it's a lot harder. <laughs> but he can handle it. <laughs> yeah, whatever cartoonish level of violence you can imagine, turn that up a few degrees, and that's what you get with nobody. And yeah, they just uh, kill the crap out of everybody. And the final death scene with the with the big boss, the was I was a little bit disappointed with the final fight scene. How about you? They killed him in such a way that hadn't been done yet, which was <laughs> impressive because yeah. they they came up with some things. <laughs> Like a lot of shotgun, like yes. a mouse trap with the shotgun shell that just, you know, popped the guy with the shotgun blast when he opened the door. And they, they already written. Oh, no, no. They already right. ran through a no, lot no, of that, different no, contraptions. Was... So it was like, well, how are we going to kill this guy? Oh, no. What I'm are you talking about, Josh? All right. No. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I meant the, the final fight with the. Yeah, yeah when that's he, what I'm saying. It was, the, it, they had to be inventive because the they already ran through. Right? Yeah. Oh, they ran out of invention. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. it was like a giant, like, Captain America shield. Just, like, <laughs> was able to, like, repel absolutely everything, including like, a little miniature bomb that murdered this, like, <laughs> Russian mobster. What must that have been made of, and where yeah, did he I don't get know. it, Crypt- you guys think? Kryptonite? Like... Reverse it was a manufacturing plant <laughs> that, uh, that like, made a variety of durable yeah. murder tools. Yeah, they should make all That's airplanes right. out of it and all cars and like whatever, <laughs> whatever it was. There you go. Because I like dang. how him and Riza both got the you know the, the token shoulder shot, like right the same Ow. shoulder, same spot, Ow. and yeah. same kind of like. Oh, oh, that's probably oh, my shoulder. Yeah. Right, why, why even put it in there? My shoulder, you guys. <laughs> just. Just so he, nobody would have to do it by himself. He's like, well, I guess I'll have to do this. He lost zero mobility in the shoulder. Right. It didn't increase the odds at all. <laughs> it's just like, oh, great. Now he's, he's ruined his shirt. <laughs> I, I guess the only thing I can do now, like you said, is get this yeah. uh, kryptonite shield and strap the Claymore mine to it and run at the guy and blow his face off. Every, okay. What do you say? Everybody dies. Yeah. Some of us sooner than others or something like that he had so many like one-liners like (laughs) (laughs) i'm surprised he didn't burst in there and go nobody's home yeah where is that one (laughs) yeah right why not there's so many so many easy things they could have done with that nobody that would have been freaking gold man (laughs) that's awesome I mean, in, instead, they just did the obvious joke. Who are you, nobody? And they just repeated that <laughs> once or twice. You know, it's funny. Early on, before the movie descended into parody in the first fight scene of the bus, when uh, that, that first guy dispatches with that uh, that pole from the bus, my dad's like, how do you pull that pole off the bus? The thing that's designed to be pulled that? on. Yeah. Oh, it's so purpose. <laughs> he just, he had, he had Spider-Man levels of strength. He just ripped it off the bus and clubbed the guy with it. You know? All right, well. I think we had a good time in this one. Did you guys have a good time watching Nobody yeah. talk about Nobody? It was a fun movie. When I was watching it, I was trying to think of any misses 
I guess is, is the word. And it felt like there were so many like scenes set to music, like ironic songs. Do you know? Do you know what I'm saying? It was like one. Yeah, please one don't let me be other, mis- misunderstood. It was a car chase, and then <laughs> yeah. it was like a gunfight, and then another song, and then another song. It was like, how many like musical fights are we gonna have? Like, it felt like there were like too too many. That was my thought. Was I the only? Yes. Okay, I was no, the, the, the only the one. Who noticed that. <laughs> oh no, no, you're right. No, the no, the the film definitely stacked cliches on top of each other, but they did it so fast and so well. Yeah, that it I wasn't guess a long. Yeah, it wasn't a long movie. It really like it was a lot of action in a short amount of time. Yeah, was it anyone who was on the phone and why and what did is like was somebody else coming for them or yeah? Like, what, I, I, yeah. I, I had to watch it twice. I was like, wait, was there something that I missed there? Oh, you mean in the end credits when they're on yeah, the band? Yeah, with the realtor. And she says, it's for you. Yeah, and then his face goes, his face oh, drops, and, right. she, and the oh. wife just knows to be like, does this have a basement? Yeah. So do you have time to build a panic room? If someone's yeah. coming, then <laughs> we need to get a contractor yeah. in here. You're going to rely on a contractor to A, show up, B, finish yeah. the thing in time. <laughs> I was confused. Yeah, me too. And and there was a really short post-credit sequence uh, with Riza. And uh, and Grandpa driving in a van to Acapulco oh, really? or somewhere. No, Did you no, guys no, see no. that I one? No, I didn't watch the end of the credits. Oh, post credits. I was I was start. My dad was already heading to the bathroom by that time. I was hoping you guys had seen that. No. If I was in a theater, uh, I'd be doing the same thing. I'm, I'm walking. I'm walking, watching the last scene. Yeah, totally. Got it. It was like it was like ten seconds. I, all I could tell you is they were driving in a van, like uh, on a mountain vista. I guess going on vacation or maybe doing one last job, you know, but how many more jobs could Chris do? He's going to live to be 250. A million more. (laughs) I like how he's not independent Uh, enough to live on his own. He has to live in a nursing (laughs) community. But at the same time, he can run around shotgunning people to death. It's unfazed by it. I got the feeling he didn't need to live in a nursing home, though. I think he just did. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I think it was part of his, like, cover, kind of. Yeah. Cover. I would have liked it. You're right. There's a miss. There's a miss. I would have liked it if Christopher Lloyd had a hot girlfriend <laughs> in the nursing home. He that might. Fun, we can, right? you know, we can make that canon. <laughs> he had a hot girlfriend in there somewhere. There you go. <laughs> uh, played by uh, age-appropriate Lisa Silverstone, right? <laughs> I mean, she's old enough. I want to be Christopher Lloyd's That's hot a, girlfriend. Calling there it. you go. Manifesting um, for 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, okay. Well, it's time for uh, the ratings of Nobody. Who's going first? Is Who's anybody ever ready for Nobody? Know, what's the scale oh, here? okay. Is it okay. some kind oh, of we'll fruit just, or a I'll star just... or a, a, a potato? Uh, yeah, it is. Potato? <laughs> okay. <laughs> a, a, num- a, num- a certain number of them. Is there a limit? No. I, don't, so, I, I would give it all the potatoes. All Ron, the potatoes. We, do, <laughs> we do a scale of one, one to ten, and then we change okay. – we change the object based on what the movie is so like i'm gonna go ahead and give uh nobody nine out of ten kitty cat bracelets does that make sense okay all right i think i got the aren't we cute i know we're so adorable (laughs) (laughs) i am gonna go ahead and give nobody eight out of ten kittens hid (laughs) in his hoodie yeah so i'm gonna do i would i I would i'm probably gonna go closer to nine Small, conveniently sized cans of milk <laughs> that, you know, if you have a cat, like you found a cat, they got these convenient, you know, you buy them right at the store. They were tuna. Man, that's a callback on top of callback. Okay. Right. 
Any uh, are there any final thoughts? I think I think we've exhausted everything about yeah. nobody. Right? I, I'm Maybe. honestly, while I have the 48 hour viewing window, I think I'm actually going to get a second one in there and you know split the difference and you know get another viewing out of it. It was you know yeah yeah I, I could like I to... could zone out on that for 90 minutes. Yeah, I would like to watch it again too. That's this is one that I would watch again for sure. There you go, and find out what they said in that last. Yeah, we gotta seconds, watch the post credit uh, scene. Yeah, <laughs> I told you they'd yell about directors, yell about the plot. They yelled about the act and hope they let the guests talk, but mostly Josh and Cass.